Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you. I hope your weekend on the punt or whatever else you're doing went well for the Harness Racing weekend. It was awfully busy on Friday night. We had not only the Carnival of Cups continuing here in New South Wales, we had the start of the Inter-Dominions up in Queensland at Brisbane at Albion Park, and things went relatively to play, but we did have a couple of upsets. Um, they weren't the ones driven by Greg Sugars. We'll talk to him shortly. He had two favourites who both did the right thing by punters. This Inter-Dominion goes last Friday... Tuesday night, so tomorrow night, a bonus night of harness racing up there in Queensland, then Saturday for the last round of heats, and then into the final the following Saturday. A man who has a big chance in both finals is Greg Sugars, as mentioned. Good morning to you, Greg. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks, Mick. Let's get to the champion first, the defending champion, Just Believe. He had his second start back since his little trip to Sweden, which is no little deal at all. And I tell you what, Greg, he looks to me a happy, healthy horse and, dare we say it, maybe a better horse. Yeah, exactly right. No, we're, um, to say we're, uh, we've been happy with what he's done. Um, yeah, and his two runs back isn't a bit of an understatement, really. Yeah, he's come back in terrific, terrific form and, um, you know, handled the trip up here and, and conditions up here very well. So, um, yeah, he's looking looking well-placed for um, the remainder of the series. Oh, what do you put that down to? Did he mentally grow up? Is it a maturity thing physically? Was there something that happened to him over the course of the Scandinavian experience which has helped make him a better horse? Um, it's hard to know. It's probably, um, probably a bit of maturity, and I think... Um, yeah, I think probably mentally as well. I think he's probably uh, shown that, although, you know, last time around he was such a such a great racehorse and loved racing and had a super racing attitude, um, probably his attitude to his track work was a little bit lacklustre at times, whereas this time around he uh, seems to be the real complete package. So, um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint one thing in particular that, that may have uh, changed him uh, throughout the journey, but he's... Um, yeah, he's certainly in good order. Mate, he was crossed off the gate on Friday night by Sir Fahrenheit. Were you surprised that happened, or were you comfortable enough to let him go and not make an issue of it early? Yeah, no, exactly exactly that. Um, you know, I, I probably, if I really pushed the button, I could have really fought hard to, to hold that one out um, going into the first term, but uh, obviously didn't see the need need for that and just got him out to how he was comfortable and uh, and worked out the race from there. Okay. Um, your key rival in the trotting series, Queen Elida, was beaten by a horse you know well in Plymouth Chubb. Were you surprised by that? Um, yes and no, in a way. I thought she'd had a good enough run. Uh, we know how quick she is. When she gets a good trip, um, you know, it takes a you know, pretty special performance to, to run her down. So, yeah, during the race, I sort of thought that it was... Uh, it was definitely the race was in her keeping, but um, to see Plymouth Chubb run very well was certainly no surprise. He's um, yeah, he's proven uh, many times uh, that he's a very high quality horse, and um, and uh, yeah, great for connections to see him uh, get back to uh, to his peak um, racing performance after uh, you know coming through uh, quite a serious injury 
you know, roughly 12 months ago, I suppose. Oh, that brings us to race six tomorrow night at 7.45 uh, Queensland time. Plymouth Chubb has drawn barrier two, Sir Fahrenheit, who was quick off the gate on Friday barrier one. And you and Just Believe are drawn one on the second line. Does this raise the concern? I know it's only a heat that you could get beaten tomorrow night. Oh, look, it's certainly a possibility. Um, if, yeah, if the racing luck doesn't go our way, then um, he's, uh, yeah, certainly certainly a chance of going under. But, um, look, uh, both the one and the two get out very well. So, um, generally, under those conditions, if uh, the first couple of hundred metres, if they run the gate solid, um, there's a fair chance uh, gaps will appear from us. So, um, hopefully, we can yeah, get him in the right spot and, uh, you know, not be uh, too far from the action. When you're on the hot favourite, like Just Believe and defending champion, do you not roll the dice and stay the fence three deep and and, and take the gamble? Can you not afford to do that on a horse who's at his level? Oh, I think you can. Um, yeah, I, I sort of... Uh, I, I seldom what, like to uh, drag back off the gate uh, from that position on, on any horse, really, unless... Uh, you really think it's a um, a no win opportunity um, staying the inside? So um, yeah, look, my initial gut feeling is uh, to sort of punch through and just see uh, how things unfold. But uh, you know, as you say, it's not the grand final um, tomorrow night. So um, if it doesn't work out for us, it's not the end of the world. Mate, Peter Eclipse was really good uh, winning his heat on Friday, and, and he just seems to be in a really good space. Greek, he's a horse who. Sometimes in the last 18 months, I almost feel like he got to open class a little bit too easily and didn't know what to do with himself once he got there. But he seems to be at the other side of that now. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I think, you know, he's obviously shown through his three, his three-year-old career and, you know, most of his four-year-old career, he's a talented horse, but, um, you know, needed a fair bit of fortune to go his way um, at, at the top level. Um, but, yeah, as he's... Uh, as he's you know got older and matured a bit, he's um, certainly a bit more adaptable now, and he's handling the runs um, much better than what he was, was sort of twelve or eighteen months ago. So he's really turning into a, a real all-round package. I've got no doubt he's the best horse in race three tomorrow night. It's quite an early start to the evening tomorrow, but he does have a slightly tricky draw, and there's enough talent on the front line from Turn It Up or Tim's a Trooper, um, even Nerano, that I wouldn't think it's a case of just walking around them sitting parked and bolting in. Uh, no, I, I think he can certainly, um, you know, has the option is there to sort of drive him similarly to what we did in the first round of heats and, you know, and be a winning chance doing so. Um, but, yeah, look, it's still an into the minion field. Um, he does look, you know, best horse on paper, but um, it's not going to be a walk in the park. What's your attitude to these Inter-Dominion heats? Because not many horses go through Inter-Dominions unbeaten, and uh, those who, who have hard runs early in the week, it, it can often take a toll not only in the, in the last round of heats, but in the final. With a horse like Better Eclipse, who's not a standout like Just Believe, is it a case that, say, for example, you roll up outside the leader you don't go putting pressure on as hard as you would in a grand final type race because you are trying to conserve some energy 
for later in the week. And, and obviously, Greg, I'm asking for the punters because I don't want them unloading on this horse. But if you're thinking he's that well, he can afford to go to war, well, then, yes, he becomes a better bet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're out there to do our best and try and win the race, of course, um, with, you know, with both horses. Um, but, you know, I sort of approach all these races, uh, you know, you've got to try and get as much as you can, as easy as you can. Um, in a way, so yeah, we will try not to do anything uh, too overtaxing for him, but we'll be doing our best to try and make sure we get the maximum result. I think there's no doubt that Just Believe is the trotter to beat in his series. You would have seen both Swayze and Leap to Fame uh, win their heats last week in the pacing series. Who of those two do you fear more in the final, or will that be decided in the barrier draws in a week time? Yeah, I think the barrier draw is going to be um, very crucial, as as it always is at this level of racing. Uh, they're both obviously extremely talented horses, and both horses are capable of um, doing their share of work in the race and still be winning chances. So, um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint one over the other um, without seeing uh, seeing the final field, really. You and your wife, Jess, went to Sweden earlier this year, had a remarkable experience with Just Believe. When do you start making decisions on whether you will go back to Sweden or whether you tackle the new trot slot race in New Zealand or do something else altogether different? Because I think he'll be the favourite for most races he's going to turn up in. So when do you start thinking about exactly what you want to do through that April-May period next year? Um, yeah, look, I'm trying to keep that sort of out of our minds at this point in time. Um, but, yeah, we're just sort of, uh, you know, ever since coming back from Sweden, our, our main focus was this series into Dominion. The owners were extremely keen to try and defend his title. So we're just getting through that. And once we're getting back to Melbourne in the new year and um, we've still got, you know, a couple of nice races like the Great Southern Star and the Troy Grand Prix there that we have to... Um, to focus on but I'd say yeah once we get through this series and see how the horse gets through it and gets home um, then we're going to have to really sit down and have a, a good group discussion as to uh, where we think he may go for the remainder of the season. Away from what may happen what do you want to do? I mean you've been to Sweden I've been there seven or eight times for the races myself and it's a wonderful occasion but of course there's a lot of money closer to home and the money's just about as good. What would you do if he was your horse? Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, look, it was such a wonderful experience. Obviously, the Sweden experience, and I've you know come away with it with a bit of unfinished business, not being able to get a win on the board while we're over there. And you know, I think he proved that he, no doubt he's good enough to to, to do that. So, uh, from that point of view, I would love to say we could have another crack at that and um, and see if we can get a get a winning photo on the wall. Um, but having said that, it was you know. Uh, uh, Financially, it was a it was a toll on everyone, and uh, we you know didn't come out in front um, on on the trip, uh, you know not even close to it. So, from a financial point of view, I'd say we're far better off um, staying close to home and, and maybe a trip to New Zealand and 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 you know target on target those sort of races. So, again, like I said, it's uh, a lot of that financial cost obviously has to be worn by the owners. So, at the end of the day. I suppose the final decision will um, will be made by them. But, um, yeah, personally, um, yeah, I'd love to have another overseas trip um, to Europe. Mate, thanks for your time this morning, mate. Um, well done getting two wins on the board from two attempts on Friday night. And we're looking forward to seeing how this inter-dominion unfolds for you tomorrow, which looks like a very interesting night at the office. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, Mick. Um, hopefully everything goes well and... 
you know, it's a, always a terrific series into Dominion, and I'm sure this one's uh, not going to have uh, any letdowns uh, for, you know, participants and fans. Greg Sugar's looking for a three-peat in the Inter-Dominion Trotting Series. He drove the winner the year before as well. We appreciate his time this morning. Got to try to get hold of Jack Callaghan, one of the local lads from New South Wales. Um, and also Nathan Jack, because Nathan was able to win with Max Delight at the Carnival of Cups uh, on Friday night. It was a, a massively successful race meeting they had there. If you haven't been keeping up with the Carnival of Cups, what's happened in New South Wales is... Um, they've got five special meetings. The second of them was Young uh, for the Cherry City Cup on Friday night where they'll said not only are we inviting the locals along to enjoy good harness racing, but we'll put on bands and we'll make an occasion of it. They've had two so far, Cowra a couple of weeks ago and this one at Young on Friday night, and both have been absolute barn burners. They've been super. Everybody's loved them. There's three to go, and the two horses who have won Country Cups so far, uh, Max Delight and Pars Guarantee have the potential to now go on and try and win a few more. And if you get up to three, you get a bonus. And then obviously, if you've got four of the five, which is still in play, you get a bigger bonus. Uh, Nathan Jack might be responsible for chasing part of that bonus because he produced a gem on Max Delight on Friday night. He joins us now. Good morning to you, mate. How are you? Good morning, Mick. Well, thanks. Mate, uh, look, I wasn't sure you could pull this off. I thought Max Delight, 2880 metres coming around them, around CU Art, around Pars Guarantee. I thought it might be a bridge too far, but I tell you what, he's got a bit of the old Max Delight back about him. You didn't have much faith, did you, Mick? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I tell you what, I'm actually, I said to the listeners on Friday, I said, I think this is a two-horse race, but I've clearly got that wrong. Uh, yeah, we had a good trip, you know, like... Um, He's a good horse, and he, he's sort of getting back to where he was was at three and sort of four and that now, I think. Like, he, he went to Wagga and got his confidence up, and ever since then, he's been quite good. What do you make of these remaining country cups? Because now he's at least potentially on the bonus ladder. Do you think that's where David Aiken will head with him? Oh, I'm sure he'll target it, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm definitely sure he'll go to Albury. I'm not too sure about Kenworth, but I'll, I'm definitely sure he'll go to Albury I'm pretty sure he'd go to Goldman as well, Mick, and, and he'd be mad if he didn't. It's a great incentive that Hunter Chase and New South Wales have put on, and I'm sure it'll get good horses there. Um, I know lots of us couldn't be there on Friday night. What was it like on track? Because I think they've got it right having the Cup as the last race, because then people can enjoy themselves afterwards. Did it did it have the sort of feel that it could grow legs in this country carnival of Cups, which has always been pretty good, could become a really big part of the racing in, in New South Wales? Yeah, I think so, Mick. The vibe was really good. There's a lot of people really close to the track, like right at trackside, uh, all the way around the home turn, and, and like the cars were parked along the back straight, and it gave it a real buzz, sort of the atmosphere. Uh, it was a shame that, that we lived so far away because we had to go straight home, so we didn't get to hang around and enjoy it, but I'm sure um, moving forward, those people close and that will we'll really enjoy it. Mate, you also drove another one for Aiki, Lenny's Angel, who's by Lenny the Shark, so the great pacer out of a, a really good horse on Earth, Angel. So she's bred to be okay. Um, what do you make of, of Lenny's Angel? Because she's not massively exposed. She's had 18 starts for four wins, but she's she's not been a classic type horse. Is she a horse who, who might have a bit of a, you know, development and improvement to come? 
Yeah, I think so, Mick. Uh, in a great camp, and they always seem to get better and better. Um, Ake's horses, and I think I've only driven her twice now for two wins, and she's got a bit of bottom to her. I actually, I actually quite like her. Like, I don't think she's there yet, but I think in time that she'll be going around in some of the better mares races. Mate, it's a confusing time because you um, obviously drive them both Victoria and New South Wales. What do you make of the calendar? Because I still can't work out whether we've got it right or not. I'm not talking about the country of cups. I think that's right. But there seems to be a lot of these two- and three-year-old races that are clashing or overlapping. And it seems to me, Nathan, that, I don't know, I, I looked at Lux Aturna, for example, when it went to Melbourne, and it seems to me lots of horses are just getting plain tired at the end of the season. Yeah, I don't think we've got it right, Mick, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what the answer is, but... I don't think it's it's right at the minute. Like you look at Philly, like Luxa Turner. I think she went Bathurst. She just had a few runs before Bathurst, Bathurst, and then um, I think she went to Nutrien, and then Breeders Challenge, and then Breeders Crown. Like, like say, I say, she was sort of even though she proved herself great, she probably wasn't at her best, and you couldn't expect it to be. But yeah, I, I don't think it's quite right at the minute. I think we need to iron it out a little bit. Nath, you turn up in New South Wales more often uh, than most of the Victoria drivers. Just for those of us who, who wonder when you're going to turn up, how do you make a decision over whether you're going to drive in New South Wales or Victoria on any given day? And are you happy to split your time between both? Because I'm sure there's trainers listening who think, hey, I wouldn't mind getting a bit of Nathan Jack behind my horse. Uh, yeah, I just sort of try and stick to, to my trainers, I guess, like Anton Scott. I think I'm ready jet in this week in Sydney, so I'll go there because he's like I'm the main driver there and like I enjoy driving for him. So I'll go there even though it'll be probably only for one where I could probably have a few at home. But um, yeah, I sort of like going to New South Wales as well. It's better money and it's like, yeah, I, I enjoy New South Wales. It was always home, so uh, I know home's what you make it now and it's, it's Victoria for now. But um, you know, New South Wales, it was always good to get back to Wagga and things like that and it's not that far for us, so... We enjoy going back there. Okay, so you're available for drives at Menangle on Saturday night? I'll be there, Mick, yeah. Okay. Um, I know you'll be, you're one of the better form students I know in Australian harness racing. I'll just ask Greg Sugars the same question. Who's the horse to beat in the Inter-Dominion pacing series? Is it Swayze? Is it Leap to Fame? Or is it whoever draws better out of Swayze and Leap to Fame? Yeah, I think the latter, Mick. I think um, they're both great horses and they've both proved proved what they're worth for a long time now and I think whoever draws better like a, I definitely don't think one will sit outside the other one that's for sure You've never been scared to, to jump behind a good trotter, I know you love a decent trotter I think Just Believe might have gone to a new level, I know they went into the series almost equal favourites, him and Queen Elida but gee I think it's going to take a bit out of Queen Elida to beat Just Believe I'm not sure she can Yeah Probably before, prior to the other night, I would have said there wasn't much between them. You know, their runs at Bendigo were great. I know Just Believe beat Queen Elida, but she done a lot of work early to find the front. But uh, the other night, she was quite disappointing. It's going to take a great training effort to turn her around. And I think Just Believe's going into it 100% and just going to get better and better. So I'd be in his corner. But Brent Lilly's a great trainer. So um, if anyone can turn it around, Lewis can. All right, mate, what's up on for the next, the rest of the week? Um, we love a winner here on Sky Sport Radio. Do you have a horse bouncing around in Victoria or before you get to Sydney on Saturday night, you can drive it uh, and get us a dollar? Uh, I've only got Shepparton this week, which is which is Tuesday. 
Uh, I've got a lot of drives there, but I don't think I've got any sort of standouts. But I uh, just had a quick look at the noms for Sydney earlier, and I thought uh, Anton's man is going to be a big drop in grade. I'm ready, Jet. Um, looks quite a winnable race for her, so hopefully that one will be one for the listeners. Well, you raised a question or, or a point there which a lot of our, our listeners wouldn't know because I think a lot of people have an idea what the jockeys get paid, but you said you go in a ship, you're not sure you'll drive a winner. What, is, what do you get paid to drive per race in Victoria, Nathan? I'm sure lots of our listeners don't know. Uh, yeah, I think we're on about $60, which is, in my opinion, we're underpaid. A lot of people say they're different, but the way I put it is how many people go to work and have an ambulance follow you around. But we, every time we go out there, we're risking our lives. Yeah, well, I think I think sixty is incredibly low, and I'm, I'm, I actually didn't know that. I thought it was around eighty dollars. Is it the same in all states? Uh, no, New South Wales is a hundred. Pretty sure every time, yeah, New South Wales is a hundred. Um, but yeah, it's quite disappointing that Victoria used to be the sort of go-to state, and I think you know for a number of reasons we're sort of heading downhill, and hopefully the people up top can turn it around. Mate, well, I appreciate your honesty, and that, that, it is really interesting. I didn't know. I, I knew there was a small difference between the two of them, but I didn't know it was quite that large, so I'm sure some, some, of, our, some of our jockeys listening in are very interested to hear that, Nathan. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how many of those want to go to work for 60 bucks, albeit, of course, vastly different sports and having vastly different effects on the body. Hey, mate, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Um, looking forward to seeing you back in Sydney on Saturday night and available for... A few more drives if anybody needs a bit of Nathan Jack. Thanks for the time, mate. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Nathan Jack's one of the best in the business. I'd put him in the top 10 drivers in Australia any day of the week. And, yep, he produced a pooler to win the, the big cup at Young on, um, on Friday night. So that country carnival of cups, they've had two big ones, as mentioned, Cara and Young. Really good. Uh, and then Albury's next. Uh, and then I think it's Goulburn, and after that. So they're still in play for this bonus for a horse who can win a minimum of three, I think it is, of the country cups. Um, don't forget also, if you enjoy the harness, obviously Sky Sport Radio do a fantastic job with On The Pace four days a week and finding winners on a Friday. But um, we also have uh, podcasts going on a harness race in New South Wales, and, and Greg Hayes is doing a really great job with his Sunday podcast. So after you've listened to Free here on Sky Sport Radio uh, on a Sunday morning, you can always pick up more with Hazy and his team, all those podcasts available via the websites to find more harness racing information. Just on Fred Hastings, he had a unusual night at the office on Saturday night, of course. Those in the region would know there was storms, lightning, going on particularly around that Menangle Campbelltown region and uh, Freddie had to hold tight in the commentator's box and the meeting was postponed. Great job by everybody involved after about an hour and a half break to get the whole thing to roll around again and get the meeting completed. So well done to everybody involved. Um, tricky thing when you have those type of storms and safety is involved but uh, the boys and girls out there at Menangle are experts on that. Just on the harness racing, today we head to Newcastle. So Newcastle has a, a day meeting. First race there, first of nine, goes at 12.46. Tomorrow we head to Menangle. So they have the usual Tuesday afternoon. Then Young go again uh, tomorrow night. So a night meeting there. But of course the Inter-Dominions, Albion Park in Brisbane for its final Inter-Dominion. Of course Albion Park is going to be closed in a year's time. Albion Park's final Inter-Dominion continues tomorrow night. Uh, Brittany will be back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning 
to review it on our next On The Pace. Then we go Saturday, and this time next week, we'll know the two final fields for the Inter-Dominions, which will be on the following Saturday. So Saturday, the 16th of December, we will crown two new Inter-Dominion champions. Our apologies, we tried to get hold of Jack Callaghan this morning, but he must be out driving track work. He's a busy boy. He is up there in Brisbane. Good luck to all involved, particularly the New South Wales representatives in the Inter-Dominions. As I mentioned, Brittany will be back to discuss what happened on the second night of the Inters at 10.30 for On The Pace on Wednesday morning.